It's No Fluff Friday, the day I give you a straightforward, do it right now, tip or task that can impact your motherhood, your marriage, or your home maintenance. And today I'm helping you systemize your high traffic entryway. That is the place where all the mess usually happens first. We walk in the door, whether it's the front door, the back door, or the side door, or the garage door, whatever door you enter in, usually when you come home. And what does everybody do? They kick off their shoes, they drop their bags, they throw their coats over a chair, whatever happens, usually happens at the door. And I don't know about you, but it drives me bonkers. And we're actually considering, and we might be under contract soon, to do an addition on the back of our house, off our kitchen, to add an extra area that we can create an arrival station. And I'm trying to think of every single thing that I want to be a part of this new addition so that when coming home, our arrival can be completely systemized. Well, for the most part, you know, you can never predict things with kids. And as much as I encourage instilling habits in your children, you know, there's just some times that kids are not going to follow all the, the habits and all the desires that you have. So, If we can set up a place and systemize our entryway to where it's like a no-brainer, like where things go when we walk in the door, our kids are more than likely going to return the items that they're carrying inside as well as ourselves because can you recall or can you think of a place where you put your purse consistently or your keys or your paperwork that comes in the door? Maybe, maybe not. It might be all over the place. So as I'm strategizing and thinking about what our family needs, I want to share with you a way that you can maybe use the space that you already have to systemize your high traffic entryway to make coming in the door, coming home a lot smoother and also leaving the house a lot easier for everyone. All right, so I have eight things that I want you to think about and try to systemize and organize in your high traffic entryway because these are the things that usually pile up or we don't know what to do with them. All right, here we go. Number one, and I know you're thinking about this already, shoes. What do you do with your shoes? So the best option I find is to have shelves. Baskets tend to collect dirt from our shoes. They also collect shoes from the bottom and we maybe lose one of the pair or one shoe of the pair. And baskets just do not work well, in my opinion, and from my experience with organizing for people. I like to store shoes on shelves in a vertical fashion instead of leaving them on the floor in a horizontal um, in a horizontal organization. So think about what kind of shoe shelves that you can create. Ours are currently, and I don't, this is not ideal. And this is, I hate to say that we are building an entire like 500 square foot addition just for shoes, but you know what? It's those first world problems. <laughs> no, we're actually inc- um, including a 
spare bathroom that we need, as well as a laundry room. Because if you follow me on social media, our laundry room is currently located in our kitchen. And though it's working fine, it's completely fine, we're going to do this addition and why not go ahead and create a laundry room in that addition. So we're going to have an arrival station, a laundry room, and a spare bathroom in that in that new addition. Anywho, so thinking of shoe storage, if you don't have a closet, like a coat closet for your shoes to go in, or I, I actually like if you have a garage, I have friends that build houses or a friend that builds a house and he, he created huge, like really tall vertical shelves in their garage out of wood, wood boards. And, you know, I like having, you know, the shoes enclosed indoors because they don't get moldy. They don't get mildew on them from the dew. Ours are are right now, like I was saying, they're stored outside for the most part. I am the only one who brings my shoes inside because I know the value of shoes and I just kick mine off at the door before I come in and I pick them up, carry them through the house and I put them in my closet because I have created that to be a habit. (laughs) My children, And my husband, not necessarily. He will with his nicer dress shoes, but not necessarily with his tennis shoes or his work boots. So if you have a back porch, then maybe you can store them out there. Maybe the shoes that are frequently used and used for the outdoor purposes mainly. You can create a vertical shelving system or a unit and just store your shoes on shelves instead of baskets. And if you don't have a garage, which I think is great to store to, to build a shoe shelf out there in your garage and you don't have a porch, then right inside by the door would be the most ideal space. Remember, well, you might not remember, but I always encourage functionality over beauty or style. (laughs) All right, there will be a day when you can have the most Pinterest worthy house, but mama, in the midst of raising kids, you need things to be functional. We are not worried about having Instagram worthy or Pinterest worthy houses when we are trying to systemize our life. So even if it looks like does not look the best. It does not look like something you would post in in a home and garden magazine. Don't worry about it. If you have friends coming over and you want to move your shoe shelf, then do it. But who cares? You need to systemize your entryway by having shelves beside your door for your children to be able to stick their shoes up there. All right. I spent a lot of time on shoes because that is probably my most pain. That is like my biggest pain point. All right, the second thing is probably my second pain point is bags. We homeschool currently, but we still have books, book bags because we go to homeschool every once in a while or my kids will go to a friend's house and they'll put all of their um, sleeping stu- sleeping clothes in their book bag and we like to use our book bags for multiple different purposes. So think about this. Think about how you can hang your bags or hang the bags at the back door, especially if you have school-age children and they're actually leaving the house to go to school. Think of, think of how your teacher 
how their teacher has set up their classroom. As soon as you walk in the door, what do you have right there? You have cubbies. That's their arrival station. They know to hang their book bag up there. They know to put their lunchbox in their in their cubby. They know to hang up their codes, and they know to get their books out of their cubby. So you need to recreate that setup at home because if you're scrambling to find where, where little Susie left her book bag so you can do homework with her, you're not going to be able to get things done and she's not going to learn consistency and be able to create a habit. And habits create automaticity in your life. They create systems. Think about this. Little Susie, you pick her up from school. You bring her home. You pull into the garage. You have your shoe shelf right there. She kicks off her shoes, puts it on the shoe shelf. She walks in the door and she has her arrival station right there. She knows that she's going to put her book bag there and she's going to take her homework right out of her book bag because we do homework as soon as we get home and we put it on the table and we can get it done in like less than 20 minutes, hopefully. And then she has the rest of the evening to play and be a kid. And then she takes her homework and she gets it checked off by mommy and goes right back into the book bag and guess where the book bag is the next morning when you are frantic to get out the door because you overslept it's in the cubby it's in the arrival station all right so take the time and systemize your arrival station and you are going to have your children doing life (laughs) without you and that's that's the, the name of the game that's the whole goal is that you're not stressed and you're not yelling at kids and they know exactly where their shoes are because they kicked them off in the same place every single day. So you have to take the time, whether now during the week or on the weekend, and you have to get your systems and your organization in place. And if you need to spend $30 on a label maker, go down to Office Depot or Staples or wherever you buy labels or Amazon and you buy a a labeler or you could just use a magic marker <laughs> and you label every single thing. This is called the kindergarten method. If you have children or people, even adults, <laughs> who have a problem, even if you yourself have a problem with putting things back, label every single thing. That way, that that location is already named and designated for the, the item that needs a return there, okay? <laughs> All right, so bags. You need to make sure that every bag that comes in and out of your house on a regular basis has a hook or a cubby or something for it to collect and every person or the persons who that belong bag belongs to knows exactly where that bag is supposed to return to all right number three (laughs) i'm not sure if this is going to be a short podcast or not it's it might not be no fluff (laughs) i'm giving you lots of fluff today all right Number three is coats. Now, I live in Florida. We don't have a lot of coat, like big heavy coats, so we don't need a lot of coat hooks. But I don't like it when we come in from the car and, of course, we have worn a little jacket or something, and the coats or the jackets collect on the dining room table chairs. Because right now, we don't have an arrival station to have these hooks. I need to make create a, a temporary one right now or just deal with it until I get an arrival station. So you have to create a space with some kind of hooks, maybe on the back of the door, that might be a good idea, of where your children are supposed to hang their coats. And let me just tell you, their bedroom is not the place to hang their coats because 
it's not going to end up back there. Okay, friend, you need to make it to where it is right at the arrival station. Because here's what you want to do. You want to encourage kids to go outside and play. And if you're worried about them putting on their coat to stay warm, which I personally do not, if you are cold, you're going to cover yourself up. My kids are older, so I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Um, So you definitely want to make a place that's designated for each child. If you have, if you have children that bicker with each other of whose hook is who, then put their initial on it or, or whatever (laughs) and have a place for them to return their coat. This goes for husbands as well and for ourselves. Number four, think about the paperwork. Now, Jared and I have an agreement. I personally despise paperwork. If you know me, you know I like to throw away things and declutter and get things out of my house and out of my life as quickly as possible. And I always joke, if you sit around too long, I might throw you out too. (laughs) So paperwork. Think about paperwork. Okay, so back to what I was saying about Jared and I. I asked him, I said, babe, all this paperwork overwhelms me. Can you do me a favor? Can you take care of the paperwork and take care of the mail before you ever even walk in the door? We will promise not to check the mail. We will let you be the man of the house. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. Men or women can check the mail. It's not a big, it's not a thing. Okay. I'm just giving him some like, I'm trying to be the damsel in distress. <laughs> All right. So I said, will you please just be like, you know, my, my hero and <laughs> check the mail and sort through the mail because most of it's just junk. We have our life on automation, y'all. If you don't have bill pay like on automation, what are you doing? <laughs> so every, mostly every single bill or every single, um, thing that is requiring our attention is on automation. So most of the items that come in our mailbox are just junk mail. So there's usually two, three options for the junk mail that comes in or the mail in general. It's either take care of right now, which we usually don't have. It's either throw away because it has some kind of plastic you know, part on it or something, or it's put it in the burn pile, which is for our, our buck sub in our farmhouse. So those are the three options to do with paperwork. Now, if you are somebody, which I don't encourage this, if you are somebody who is a piler, meaning you create piles of mail, I don't encourage this because I'm actually working with, um, I've worked with some clients who tend to pile up piles of mail, like years worth of mail because they don't want to, it's just overwhelming to them. It's overwhelming. What do you do with mail? And let me just tell you, you don't have to, if you have paid your light bill, you no longer need that, 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 that bill anymore. You don't need that document. If the electric company, if you didn't pay your bill, your light bill, the electric company is going to turn off your electricity. But before they do that, they're going to send you a second and a third notice. So you no longer have to hang on to things that you have paid for other than like big purchases like homes or cars or, um, you know, ATVs or anything like that. Okay. So bills that like people send you a bill, they send you an invoice, you pay it. You don't like, well, 
Some things you might want to hold on to for a little bit, like if you're doing any kind of contract work. Any kind of contract work, you want to make sure that you get a receipt and you hold on to it. Actually, I'm kind of torn on this because if you, depending on how you pay, all right? So depending on how you pay, if you pay by cash, definitely. If you pay by check or your debit card or a credit card, that evidence of your payment is in your bank account. So I'm not, I'm not seeing a reason why you need to hang on to these invoices or these documents, all right? Unless there are some line items that you need to, um, you know, prove that this person did the work for this. And even then, here's what you do instead of filing it away. You take a picture of it using your notes app because you can scan using your notes app if you have an iPhone, and then you store it in a file that has, that's called important documents, important family documents or important home documents. You get organized. (laughs) All right. I've spent a lot of time on those first four items. We're going to move a little bit faster. Number five is library books. Now, if you have small children and you go to the library, how many times have you had late fees? Hello. I could probably see a lot of hands raised all over the place. (laughs) We have had late fees. Thankfully, my library has got on board with the no late fee policy and they automatically update or renew our books. But man, we had some late fees all these years. So you need to have a place where library books can collect after you've read them or after your children have read them or you're gathering up them the night before and you're going to place them in this cute little basket or this cute little bin and you need to drop them off at the library the next day. So think about that. Where can you put your library books? Number six, items that need to be mailed or returned. Now, if, if you're not in a good habit, like I'm in a pretty good habit, if I need to drop something off the next day, I go ahead and I put it in my front seat of my car, in my driver's seat. So when I go to my car in the, the next morning, and I also set myself a reminder in my phone, and Siri can do some amazing things just by saying, Siri, set a reminder for tomorrow at 8 a.m. to drop off the mail at the post office or to return something to Walmart or TJ Maxx or something like that. So if you're not in the habit of, or you don't want to do that and you don't want to put it, go ahead and put it in your car. Think about a place where you're going to collect your things to be returned. Okay. Number seven is keys. (laughs) How many of us are always looking for our keys? It's because you don't have a designated spot for your your keys to, to, collect. You know, you don't have a, a place for your, your keys when you walk in your home for your keys, you to hang your keys or a little basket for you to put your keys in. I personally keep my keys in my purse because my car is an automatic push button start, which I love. And so when Jared and I leave to go to the gym in the morning, he just grabs my purse and sticks it in the car and turns my car on for me because he's so nice. <laughs> Gets my car all warmed up for me. So think about, but your husband doesn't have a purse and where is he going to put his keys when he walks in the door? Okay. Think about a place where you can easily, not with junk, store or hang the keys when you walk in the door. And then the last one, which there probably could be more, but I'm just sticking with eight, is your loose change. Now, you might not have loose change right at the door, 
but we tend to have loose change at the door because my husband is pulling his keys out of his pocket and so then he also pulls the loose change out of his pocket so in my new arrival station i am going to have a little shelf something cute pretty where i can have a jar that's going to collect our loose change so think about that they also make it to where you know those little jars that you can hang on the wall and you can put flowers in them that could be a good idea of if you don't have shelf space and you're trying to get things off your kitchen counter, then you can hang a little jar on the side of your wall in your arrival station. That would be a good idea. All right. So I'm going to end there. Systemize your high traffic entryway by thinking about how you can store your shoes, bags, coats, paperwork, library books, items to be mailed or returned, your keys, and your loose change. Make that list, see what you can do with that. If you make an arrival station and get it all organized, I would love to see it. You can share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories. Tag me, Lisa Lazat, and I would love to see what you create and see how you get all systemized. I hope this was beneficial to you. I will see you next week right here on the Habits and Home Show.